You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Willie McGinnis, NFL Network. Check him out tonight. NFL Total Access, 7 Eastern. Willie, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing better than the New York football giants, but let's talk about a team that's actually playing better, your Patriots. Watching what went down on Thursday night, did you see defensive improvement from the Patriots on the road in Tampa? Absolutely. I mean, um, that offense for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got a lot of firepower. Uh, they got Martin back. He ran, he ran the ball exceptionally well. I think they probably should have fed him a little bit more in the second half because they didn't have to answer for him. But as far as covering the mental errors on the back end, uh, better coverage, I saw a lot of improvement. When you talk about improvement, uh, let's go over to Kansas City and talk about Alex Smith. How improved is he? Is it improved or is it motivated? <laughs> both. Let's just say both. I mean, anytime somebody moves up, what, 12 to 17 spots to get a quarterback, it's, it's telling me right now I better step my game up. He's always been a great regular season quarterback, um, a guy that has a lot of wins, takes care of the football. But now um, what I've been screaming for, for the last few years, just to see him push the ball down the field, be more aggressive, take shots. Uh, don't be so conservative, especially in the playoffs or when the games are on the line. And I'm seeing a lot of that, a lot of explosive plays. Of course, they, you have to have explosive players uh, to carry that out. But, man, a lot of explosive plays. He's not hesitant anymore. I think that's key. Uh, and he's just opening up. And Andy Reid, man, is doing a great job of just keeping the formations, personnel groups. Uh, he's mixing things up. And uh, you never know when the big threat is coming. You never know. Taking you around the league with one of the best in the business, our friend Willie McGinnis, NFL Network. Willie, let's continue to focus on the AFC West. Khalil Mack, undeniably one of the five best defensive players in all of football. Why are the Raiders still having major defensive issues? Watching that game against Baltimore, Joe Flacco's been struggling this year. He carved them up on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's been a common trend, and I know Khalil's one of the best in the league, but that's one guy. Teams learn how to they figure out, you know, how to take that guy out or slow him down. Um, this defense, man, they've been drafting defensive players and a free agency going after guys. I just don't know what the mix is or what the scheme is, if they're getting it. If Ken Norton is using the same scheme that they used in, in, in Seattle, it's not that complex. You know, they run a few coverages. Um, they get after you with the front. They do a, a, a few things, you know, uh, to mix and match on that. Not a real big blitz crazy team. Um, they just play solid coverage, and, and they get after you with their front, their front four and front seven at times. Um, now they don't have the linebackers, you know, that Seattle had. They don't have the luxury of having great cover guys that every down guys at the linebacker position. Uh, they've been drafting guys up front to get after the pass rusher and, and solidify the, the, the front versus the run. Uh, I would say they got a couple guys that's doing that, but just not on a consistent basis and. Uh, a lot of breakdowns and big plays given up in the back end, too. So everything is just not going going right for the Raiders right now defensively. Willie, you come from uh, New England where you guys don't say much. You know, every, the narrative has always been created by the head coach. When you look at Ben Roethlisberger and some of the things that he said as of lately, uh, starting all the way back to last year and, and talking about practice being maybe too physical and that's why guys are getting hurt to saying he's going to retire to – all of a sudden, you know, somewhat dragging Antonio Brown under the bus. 
by saying he wasn't doing it, but yet he was doing it and being disappointed in it. But then he comes back and have a disappointing performance of throwing five INTs. How do you, as a leader on the team, if you were with the Steelers, to try to make these guys understand to just do their job and allow the head coach to be the one to be the delegator when it comes to the message? I think the Patriots do a great job at that. Bill Belichick takes the grunt of the questions and the pressure off of the team so they don't have to answer those questions. And then the other big thing that happens in New England is they keep everything in-house. Um, you know, that, 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 I know it sounds cliche and it doesn't it, – it, 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 everybody's not, you know, all in with that. But when you keep all your issues and comments and conflicts or whatever's going on in-house and you take care of that stuff in-house – it eliminates the distraction. It eliminates the questions. It eliminates uh, the, the divide between players and coaches uh, that happens so 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 much throughout the league. I think Ben um, is a confident dude. Uh, I, I know that for a fact. I know he has a lot of confidence in his ability. Um, he is a captain. He does have the luxury of uh, holding other players accountable, which – in our locker room, everybody had that right to hold each other accountable. But um, when A.B. kind of had the little sideline thing, it was a missed throw. It was a huge play that Ben pretty much missed. And he was frustrated. And that's not A.B. We know what kind of guy he is. Um, and if I'm Ben, I go to him and I talk to him in the locker room. We have a private conversation and we work that out. I don't go back to the media and then kind of, throw that under the bus, especially when you've had character issues in the past. Now, I like Ben a lot. I understand his position. And the quarterback has to speak every single day. Whether he wants to or not, he has to go to the podium. Um, but his performance, you can do that. You can do that. But you've got to be playing on a certain level also uh, before you start calling other players out. You've got to be playing on a certain level. He just hasn't done that since, since week one. Um, he hasn't done that all year long. But I'm sure he'll bounce back. He's a competitor, and uh, he has a lot of football left. I don't think he's ready to walk out the door and walk out on his team and just quit. Let's wrap it up with a quick thought on the Rams. You're an L.A. native, All-American at USC. I thought the Rams missed a major opportunity to make a statement against Seattle with the five turnovers losing that game. Well, how important do you think the next month is for this team to build a connection with fans because you know how it works in Southern California. There's a lot going on. Dodgers in the playoffs, buzz surrounding Lonzo Ball and the Lakers. Yeah, it is a busy place, man. You know, I grew up here in so many professional teams, but I think the Rams have done a great job at solidifying their position that they have. They're a new franchise. Um, they're energized with the new head coach, Sean McVay. Um, his, his attitude, his energy, I love it. Um, they also got to go out and prove against a good Jags team this week on the road. So that's another really good defense. They got to go out and prove. I, to me, this was a statement game between the Seahawks and the Rams. And the statement was which defense was going to show up for Seattle and were they going to get back to playing Seattle football defensively, and they did that. And I was still, I was still excited about what I saw from the Rams. They struggled in the red zone. They were 0 for 4, didn't get an opportunity to score. But at, when they had an opportunity to go down the field and, and win the football game, uh, Jared Goff and that offense did that. They just didn't come up with the big catch. That could have ultimately won in the game. But um, those teams are in the division. They know each other. I expect in a close game and, and a nice battle. But the Rams are for real, man. I like what I'm seeing offensively. And, and if they can just pick it up a little bit defensively, this is going to be a good team.
Willie, you're the best. Thanks for the visit. And thanks again for pitching in on short notice the last time I filled in for Jim Rome. That was really a nice gesture on your part, and I appreciate you being a guest when I was sitting in the big chair. Always, man. You're always in the big chair. What are you talking about? (laughs) Thank you, Willie. You're too kind. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.